After reviewing the play, the call on the ice stands. We got to go. Okay, fellas, we are set to go. Let's go. We are kicking. Watch the blue. There we go. Yeah, baby. Hey, you got the power play. Get out of here. Hey. 36, right here for the rock. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting. Hey, hey. We're not doing this. I don't want to babysit all night. A little bit of nastiness today. Huh? Nothing good's coming out of this, big man. Have you seen this before? Yes, it's rule something, point something. He's not putting a stick in you. You keep your stick out of him. Here we go. Let's roll, boys. Let's go. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go. After further review, it's the Scouting the Refs podcast. Here's your hosts, Todd Lewis and Josh Smith. When you're ready, big guy. All right, guys, let's drop the puck. Normally on the Scouting the Refs podcast, we focus on game situations and game circumstances that are taking place in the NHL. But Josh, you've done some digging and some homework and preparation and found us a couple of guests for a special edition. Yeah, it's great to find folks that are doing some good work for officiating at all levels, because certainly you need officials at lower levels to be promoted all the way up from the ECHL to the AHL to the NHL. And a lot of that starts in the North American Hockey League. And from the NAHL, we have Director of Officiating Keith Caval and Manager of Officiating Kendall Hanley. Both familiar names if you've watched any AHL hockey or international hockey for World's Championships, Women's World Championships in the past few years. They're both at the NAHL now working on developing new officials. And that's something that we can not have enough of is more good officials. So the North American Hockey League is working to help young officials get involved and advance their careers with the Next Shift program. This is the second year of the Next Shift initiative for the NAHL. So I guess, Kendall, Keith, how did it come about? How did things get started with kicking this off last year? Kind of my brainchild when I came off the ice in the American League, I retired and, and had the opportunity to join the North American League as director of officiating and just looking at the different ways we could try to recruit um, and find officials. And, and to be honest with you, it was kind of sobering going to some camps because back in the day, there would be a ton of people at camps. There was a ton of competition and uh, obviously a lot more hockey back in the day uh, between you know the minor leagues and stuff like that and and obviously that's decreased over the years but just going to the camps and seeing that there wasn't a ton of of people trying to master their craft and 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 quite frankly every year it, it's our job to recruit find new officials but also we graduate officials to higher levels of hockey whether that be the ushl uh, the ECHL, the American League, and, and, and the NHL, or even college leagues. So just looking at the numbers and, and just being like, wow, like if this is the numbers that we're looking at, like we're going to have a hard time really fulfilling our needs as a league and just thought of it as another another path, another opportunity. And 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 for myself, coming from being on the ice with a lot of the combine officials that the National Hockey League has kind of gotten, um, you know, that's what they've gone to. Um, when I was a, a veteran official working with a, a Corey Servrett, a Furman South, those type of guys that have, have gone on to, you know, graduate to a full-time position in the NHL, I was kind of used to the former player converting to referee. Just the fact that, you know what, they were doing it at, at a very high level, right? So then for us, I think it makes more sense to do it at a grassroots youth level to our lowest junior level of our tier three hockey, and then obviously graduate into our tier two uh, kind of component. So I, I thought, listen, we have the means um, to, to kind of start a program that could be effective. And, and honestly, a lot of credit goes to our commissioner, Mark Frankenfeld, selling him on this vision of, listen, there's not a ton of 
candidates out there right now currently, we want to kind of explore this and, you know, them um, being the owners, putting their, their, their hard-earned money back into officiating, saying, hey, let's grow this. So um, I can't thank them enough for uh, for supporting it, but it, it was one of those things where we could see what the NHL was doing with their blueprint and, and thought that possibly we could do it maybe on a, on a different scale and, and um, bringing Kendall in once she finished up her uh, her on ice career after the Olympics, it was a no brainer, and she's really run with it. And uh, I can't give her enough credit of everything that she's implemented. And we're we're running into a good problem now is we have more official candidates now than we have games. So we're we're creating competition, we're creating uh, camaraderie within our team, and and it, it's really been positive so far. Sounds like it's been very successful with so many candidates expressing interest. So, Kendall, when Keith comes to you with this idea, and this is what I'm thinking, now it's your job to figure out how to actually put it into place. So what are some of the first steps that you both had to take to to make this program happen? I think about myself. You know, I grew up in North Carolina, and I played hockey. I was very fortunate to be able to play hockey in college. But, you know, I got done, and I had never thought about officiating as a career path. So... For me, listening to this, you know, Keith's vision and uh, kind of this, here's here's the name of the program and this is what we're doing. Well, for me, I started at the grassroots level uh, down in Dallas. Uh, my first game was an adult league game in a mentor program uh, right out of college, right out of the gate in the summer. And I graduated on up that ladder of development and worked my way into, you know, youth travel hockey, uh, mastered that, you know, district on up. Um, you know, so for me, the whole thought process is, you know, kind of a, the reverse model where we build officials for life out of this, similar to how I really truly feel about my officiating career. You know, I'm an official for life, um, you know, whether it's it's dropping a puck on the big stage or, you know, at my local rink here, we all have a passion for the game and want to give back to the game. I think the hardest thing about officiating sometimes is knowing where to go, how to get started, how to get connected locally, building those relationships, how to get through that process. So I went to USA Hockey, their officiating department and program, and uh, spoke with Matt Leaf, obviously BJ Scott Zelkin, and and I shared the vision of what we put together, which is you know first and foremost building officials for life, you know getting them started um, as a USA Hockey level one official, and and we're targeting brand new officials. We've got incredible paths already in place for current officials, so this initiative is really targeting people who have never thought about this career path before. You know, I went to USA Hockey, and very fortunate the incredible leaders there, you know, the green light to to move forward with the idea of of setting them up for success locally. And then, you know, there's these opportunities to be fast-tracked, um, certainly within what we do in our umbrella. I'm the director of um, officiating for our, our North American Prospects Hockey League. So that's our youth branch of our network. And, and what better way to, you know, get going if we, we have athletes and, and players that can skate at a high level, they can come in and, and work with me there. And But first and foremost, locally, uh, building that foundation leadership and and following those requirements. Um, and then I've got continuing education once a month. Uh, they meet with me on a, you know, we get together on Zoom uh, once a month and I have incredible guests. Uh, many of them come up through the through our leagues and levels and gone on to achieve great success, whether it be professionally, collegiately, internationally, you know, and we also do quizzes each month, you know, using different tools to our advantage. And they spend some time with me early on. And, you know, hopefully with that support, they end up wanting to advance and take this as far as they can. The other key component of this program is a mentor program. Uh, I've got some incredible uh, alumni 
that have joined us to be a part of this initiative. And, you know, they're a phone call away or a zoom away from these officials. Maybe they're having a, you know, having a really hard game and, and they're not sure how to handle it. Uh, maybe they're just trying to figure out some <laughs> answers to their open book exam and are, are a little <laughs> bit confused. Uh, you know, so creating that connectivity. And that was, I think what was so critical to my success is I, you know, people like Keith, you know, or early on, like, you know, down in Dallas, the folks down there um, that, you know, when I started hitting those challenges that I had in my first few seasons, I had a support system in place and it helped me get through those rough patches, you know, and you're going to have peaks and valleys just like anything in life, but having that support system and, and having those people that, uh, you know, are there for you to tell you when you're, you know, Hey, keep going uh, is so critical. So, you know, I just basically kind of took Keith's vision and then put it on paper and um, away we went. So, you know, I feel it was a huge success this year. We've got folks who are, are just doing so great locally in their communities. We've had officials that have advanced on to, you know, some of our, our, our junior level what we're trying to accomplish has been successful. And, um, you know, we graduated everybody that we had a really high percentage of graduates and those that didn't graduate. Well, we know why they didn't kind of complete the program. Well, they had major life changes and officiating, you know, how to take a back burner. And, you know, that's just, that's natural just without anything in life. Sometimes you have to prioritize, but, you know, having those statistics and, and, and the ability to kind of understand what's going on, it just makes a huge difference. Yeah, that's it's great that you've had that kind of success and that you consider that it's a doorway in and to convert somebody who's got that playing background that that like you said Pendle might not have considered officiating in the past once you pitch it to them once you get them excited about it 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 might open up all kinds of opportunities but what is it that you look for when folks are coming in the door what do you look for in a former player what would make them a successful official what does it take to make that jump I would say coachability flexibility, the ability to go with the flow. Um, a lot of times at officiating, we uh, we have got to just kind of pivot, as I like to say. And I know Keith is tired of me using that word this year, but I, I literally, it's one of my all-time favorite episodes on Friends. But it's the coachability, the total package athlete, the hockey IQ. Self-evaluation is so huge in this business. Um, you've got to be able to self-evaluate. Um, you know, how are you doing? You know, even within a game, to be able to make those adjustments to improve your performance. The other thing is, is camaraderie teamwork. This game has evolved. It has become faster. It's faster than ever. And, you know, on the ice, you know, the days of I'm a linesman or I'm a, I'm a referee are gone. It's a team game. So, yes, we have our, our, our positions, but we're working together to serve the game and get the call right on the ice. And, and that takes a team effort. So, you know, the other thing is just passion. It's not an easy, easy role at all. There's a lot to navigate. And, again, being your, a professional and how you operate you know, in and out every day, uh, knowing how to advocate for yourself positively, ask good questions. If you need something, um, you know, plan ahead. Those are kind of the keys to success. Um, what we're looking in any official, um, Keith, do you have anything to add to that? Just looking for good people, mm -hmm. right? Every, every team needs good people and you take a player, right? They've been put in a position over their career where, you know what, they have a, um, you have your morning skate, you have an itinerary. You're an official now, right? Like you and your three other teammates, um, you're on your own, right? So just learn how to navigate those challenges and, and working together and you're traveling on your own. You know, there's not a bus picking you up. Like you're driving uh, a lot of time behind the wheel. And for some people, they like it. Some people they are like, you know what, this isn't for me, but at least they give it a try. And at least we try to 
walk them through the many different challenges of being on kind of our side of the boards, um, being one of our teammates now. But the one thing that really stands out for me is not only the athletic skills, the skating skills, but it's just the comportment of being, you know, they've been on that bench. They've had that tough coach. They've they've heard the the yells. They've heard the questions. They might have even been captains and asked those questions, right? So being able to communicate, being able to just adjust and evolve from that player standpoint really does make a difference in, in our minds. And, and the former players that have been successful, they've had those qualities. Both of you mentioned something that I want to get a little more feedback from both of you on, Kendall, for you uh, and, and Keith, is you talk about how you're you're a team, you're a group together, the the officials that work on the ice. And maybe that's the the biggest part that new officials have to adjust to in that you don't go to the bench after every shift and get feedback from your line mates or or your coaches or at, at the highest levels have a tablet to look at your previous shift on. You have to provide that feedback and and bring along new recruits in, in a different manner, I guess. We're our toughest critics, right? At the end of the day, regardless of level, we know what we do well and what maybe we could have done better in the game right and it doesn't necessarily get that feedback from the bench or the players or whatever right like we're we're always tough on ourselves i i I think having the ability to be able to self-evaluate and also be able like kendall said earlier talking about having mentors right having someone that has those years of experience versus maybe you having months of experience i mean i always joke some of our coaches in our north american league get upset because they're like you know what he wasn't prepared for this or he didn't understand the situation. I go, listen, I can't sit here with a laser beam and put 60 games inside his brain. You got to live it. You got to go through it. You got to mess it up and you got to make sure that you get it right the next time. And a lot of it's just going through the experience and having that knowledge and being able to build that memory bank of, Ooh, this is how I handled this situation. It didn't go too well. Maybe I should try something else. You know, we have different coaches, different personalities, even us as officials. Some guys are real quiet. Some guys are maybe a little bit over the top. So learning what works for you might not work for them and vice versa. So just learning on the fly and and being able to be critical yet not, you know, totally bury yourself because this is, it's a tough business at at every level and, and to, to be able just to understand, Hey, we're going to make mistakes. It's okay to be honest. It's okay to own up to that stuff. But like I tell the guys and gals that skate for us, I would rather you make a mistake on the ice going full speed versus lollygagging and not working hard. And our game is very fast and continues to get faster. And if we're putting ourselves in good places to see things, finding that sight line, being able to evaluate situations, you know what? I can live with mistakes at the end of the day. And and even the coaches would probably admit, you know what, if we're honest about it and we're working hard, they too, at a certain point, can accept some of those errors. I mean, that's the biggest thing is just being able to, to be able to self-evaluate, lean on each other for experience. But again, it's, you got to go through it. You got to gain the reps and, and, and figure it out sometimes on your own, but also getting that feedback and taking what works for you individually. Yeah, sometimes folks seem to forget that developmental leagues are developmental for the players and the officials as well. And yes. Everybody's yes. learning. Everybody's trying to advance. And you, you have to allow for... Hey, just like you'll have a missed pass or a missed shot or bad offensive strategy, you, you might have a missed call on the uh, on the officials there. And it's part of the game. It's part of the growing experience. And you hit on something, Keith, there that I, I wanted to touch on. You said the guys and gals that are skating for you. And I think with Kendall as one of the first women to officiate in the American Hockey League, 
obviously you've been on the front lines of of what it's like for a woman working in stripes in in men's hockey what's the response been from the the female officials are you seeing uh, more women coming out from the NAHL camp or for the the next shift to to get in at the grassroots level as well honestly that's one of my my goals for this season is uh, i was surprised last year you know we didn't actually have any applicants and um it wasn't for lack of trying to get in front of some incredible program. So I, I, I guess this would be my call to, you know, those women who are making the hard decision maybe to put the stick down right now is to please consider this. Uh, we want we want good officials, good people. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're, you're male or female and, and where you come from, um, you know, we're looking for officials. And I think that's the, the hope and the goal of this. Um, we've got many women that work within the, you know, our leagues and levels right now. Uh, within the North American Hockey League family leagues. Obviously, they're in the AHL, they're in the ECHL, they're in a, you know, a number of avenues right now in the game, and, and everybody's just looking for the best person to serve the game. For those that are itching or have an inkling to maybe hone this craft and, and, and try out this career path, like please, come join us. You want good people, people who have a passion for the game and then want to get back. Kendall, you worked in the American Hockey League. Are you surprised that the NHL has not had a female official working in a regular season game yet? Um, no. I mean, they're going through the process just like they are with you know any official, making sure that the development pathways are there and and align with their process. And you know they've made incredible strides with opening the doors a few seasons ago. You know, and obviously with the transition of women into the AHL, so uh, time will tell. It'll happen. And uh, I'm going to be incredibly excited to see when that happens. And, and uh, I know it, it's going to be sometime in the future. But obviously, you've got to just like anything that you do, you want to make sure that you're setting up each official up for success and, and, and putting them in that place and making sure that, you know, they're ready to serve the game. It's no different than, you know, what we do with our leagues. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like you, I think it's it's just a matter of time. It's just the right opportunity, the the right opening and the right developmental progress to make sure everybody's ready for success. You don't want to rush it just for the sake of having that debut, but at the same time, you want to make sure that it's it's the next step in a long officiating career. So I think we will get there. It's just waiting to see when that moment happens. Hey, they've got they've got one opening. Mark Jonette's retiring, so we have one referee opening at the NHL level this year. You never know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, both of you, uh, Keith and Kendall, you both have extensive international experience, obviously lots of on-ice experience. Keith, even working over in the KHL, but what was the biggest challenge for you coming off of the ice into the role you're in now? What what has changed with your perspective or what did it make you look at things differently as a, an official to someone who's overseeing officials? I joke sometimes, right? We'll get in a conversation with GMs and, and owners and, and coaches and you know, sometimes, like you said earlier, they forget we're in a development business, right? And even even us being in junior hockey, like they still, you know, I kind of joke, I go, listen, we could put Wes McCauley on the ice. You still probably wouldn't be happy, right? So <laughs> at, at, at the end of the day, having the perspective of being on the ice now, like up in the stands, um, th- there's times when you want to you wanna coach them through things and, and so they don't mess up, right? And I, I, I kind of... I said, it's like playing a video game that's unplugged. Um, 
you know what's going to happen. Sometimes you can see that car crash coming from a, a mile away. You're like, oh, no, here it comes. But it's like, again, right, we talked about they have to go through the experience. They have to go through those different things. But it's just um, I find it so much more rewarding now because when that light bulb goes off, when when you can coach that official and, and, and they can start to utilize some of those tools, whether it's communication or the positioning or just having the opportunity to put it all together. Like that to me is, is an awesome feeling. And, and don't get me wrong. I, I miss being on the ice. I miss the banter. I miss the camaraderie, but it, now to have, you know, being able to watch our officials graduate, we had one of our former officials uh, graduate Saturday night to work his first pro game in the ECHL. And not too long ago, he was, he was messing up offsides and icings in our junior league, right? So, I mean, we, I take a lot of satisfaction in watching them grow and, you know, them checking in and going, hey, thank you for the opportunity. And it's like, no, thank you for continuing to have passion to, to, to give back to the game and to, to continue to rise, right? And for some of these guys, you know what? They might end up being just a local linesman in, in minor pro hockey or they might become a college official or they might just become the best darn, you know, youth official locally, right? I, I, I think we take a lot of pride and watching them all develop in their own way, right? And for everyone that one official that goes to the ECHL or the American League or does a Frozen Four, you know, that's awesome. But, you know, I also we take a lot of pride in the fact, like Kendall said, they're officials for life. They're, they're back home. They're giving back. They're teaching. They're mentoring. And they're staying within the game. And I think that's the most important thing is us providing those opportunities, but then them having those connections to continue to serve the game the right way. So, you know, kind of long answer short, but... It's yeah, that that's the cool part now about being on this side of it. And uh, yep, don't get me wrong. There's some nights when we monitor 17 games and I'm getting yelled at by 16 different of them. And I miss only being able to mess up one game in, uh, in Binghamton and, and, and being able to take my stuff off and get to the bar. But now like it, it is what it is. And I, I enjoy that and try to help the next wave of officials uh, graduate. Just as we wrap up, guys, Keith, you mentioned that you're now getting more expressions of interest than you have places to graduate interested parties through your your program. But I don't think that should deter anyone from reaching out. If they're interested, they should reach out to you. How do people do that? Absolutely. You can go uh, to nahl.com and there's an officiating tab and uh, you can put in a show of interest. Just kind of give a little bit of a background on, on if you've been already an on-ice official and or, or you're looking to join the Next Shift program. Again, so many opportunities. And, and trust me, we're not shooing anyone away. The more the merrier. We're creating more competition amongst our team. And if anyone's seen, our, our league continues to add teams, right? We've just added three more teams for next season. And with us trying to go to more of a four-official system as well, we need those people. We need those bodies and we want to continue to develop and grow. So trust me, there's a lot of turnover. There's a ton of opportunity. The ECHL is looking for officials, the American League, all the colleges are looking for officials. So it, it's it's kind of like the circle of life. We're we're going to continue to support it. And, and trust me, everyone and anyone that, that has an interest, we're looking forward to uh, getting involved in our family of leagues. NAHL.com is the website. Again, if you want to find out more information, 
whether you're a former player trying to pivot, to use Kendall's favorite word, pivot <laughs> nice. into a new career in officiating. But I think it's a great opportunity too, because players, as they're as they're leaving the game and, and involved in the game, want to play at the highest possible level. And if you move to officiating, you may be able to participate at a higher level than you would be as a player. Yeah, just because your playing career might come to an end doesn't mean you have to leave the ice. So hopefully some former players or folks considering it or ones that haven't even considered it might have a new opportunity for them to stay in hockey. So thanks again to Keith Cavall and to Kendall Hanley and go refs! We're done! Good job! You're good, my book. Good stuff, man. Way to work. Yeah, we're good, man. Too long. Let's go sit for a couple. Get in the box. It's the Scouting the Refs podcast. Read more at scoutingtherefs.com. Follow Scouting the Refs on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Scouting the Refs. Email the show at heyref at scoutingtherefs.com. Subscribe, share, and keep those sticks down. Okay. That's a nice lead on. That's good work.